Hello, nerds! Welcome to the Superhero Hour Hour. This is the only show on the internet where we talk about every live-action television show based on a comic book or a comic book property. I am your host for the evening. My name is Taylor. With me as always is Ryan. That's right. That voice that you're hearing is Taylor. Um, not uh, last week's host. That was probably different. That you heard a different voice last week. Um, should we have people like take a poll and decide who they liked better? You know what? Yeah, fuck it. I'll throw up a poll. Let's put it up on the let's put it up on the Twitter and see who people like more. Oh, don't no, don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't do yeah, that. let's let's put it up. Let's put it up so that everyone can see the results. Just based on my like uh, in house polling of people I know, that is not going to go well for me. Well, we'll see. We'll find out. That's going up officially because you asked for it. Also with me is Mike. I think you both do a good job in different ways. Fuck Shut off, up, you stupid you. idiot, you fucking nerd. This is nice. So Ryan and I are on a team this week, and Mike is the punching <laughs> bag. Mike. I know what my role is, babies. Mike, you like me, and you like Taylor. How come people only like Taylor and not me? Uh, uh, that's going to take longer than the five minutes we have to the intro to the show. Well, listen, we can, uh, we can do all intro this week. <laughs> just, just like, Throw the rules out the window. I think people are always just pissed when we leave the intro and go talk about other shit. Let's just yeah. do a full intro show. Most people are like, oh, fuck. They're going to talk about, what, The Walking Dead again? Is Taylor going to say it's finally back? Or this could just be our <laughs> fintro or fake intro. Our, 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 uh, our no, what's that guy? Like name? our intro for our family. Da- David Fincher intro? Yes. For some reason, I thought that his name was Jared Fincher. <laughs> it's not. Jerry Fincher. You're thinking of Jared from Jerry Subway. Yeah, yeah, I'm always thinking about Jared from Subway. I hope that he's doing... What's he up to? I, I hope that he's doing okay. I have not kept up with what he's been up to in any of the most recent years. How are those pants fit? Yeah. Well, it depends. I mean, are you talking about his pants or children's pants? There are two guys that I followed very closely several years ago and have not kept up with, and those are Jared Fogel <laughs> and Jeffrey Epstein. Those are t- my two I'm very good <laughs> friends, and I do not know what they're up to, and I hope that things are going well for them. Based on the last 90 seconds, Brian, I'm going to be honest, I don't know why people like Taylor more than they like you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I just, I have all the references, the pop culture references, which people like, and when they're not making them, then I tell them what references they should be making yeah. to help them be better people. That's, it, listen, I'm sorry if I don't, like, did something happen that, like, is not, is, like, more current with those two guys? I'm not, I'm not, I don't have the news. Uh, so you want to keep talking about these two people? Yeah. What? Like what? Uh, did they like, also Mike? Did they, I gave did they people pit- bridgeways out of conversations. <laughs> did they like? Did, and they refused to take did, them. Did they, Taylor just burns bridges. Yeah, did they piss off Louis C.K. America's sweetheart? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. They they just threw eggs at Louis' face. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm sure that my best friend Bill Cosby is going to pull them out of that. Your best friend is Bill Cosby. Yeah, I hang out with him <laughs> all the time. Brought that up with. Me. Yeah. Still? When's the last time you called old? People? I don't know. I haven't talked to him in a while. It probably says like Joe Paterno and I yeah. stopped talking. Getting being an adult is hard. You lose touch with your friendships and sometimes you look back and go, I'm glad. I'm glad I lost touch with that friend. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I hope that Michael Jackson, wherever he is, he's doing well. I haven't talked to him in a couple of years. He's fine, dude. He's fine. That's, I hope so. He's hanging out with Jared Vogel in heaven. Uh, in heaven? That's uh, is that like a new private island that Jeffrey Epstein bought? Anyway, uh what else have you guys been up to this week? Just I've been mostly watching Disney Plus. <laughs> that, oh well, please don't talk about that yet because spoiler alert, we might talk about that later. That's that's not a spoiler. You just spoiled it. 
Well, how would I spoil it, Ryan? You, we're going to talk about Disney Plus, and you just told people gonna, you're Disney minus. But you know what? I appreciate that because Disney minus means I make less money than Disney. The capitalist overlords. Fuck Mickey Mouse. Cut his head off on a guillotine. Also, everybody, like, I don't know if I'm getting older, but like. Uh, what, what's like, my energy in this intro, you guys? Vibe check. I don't know. Your foot is going a million it's miles. 10 plus. Vibe check. I don't know. Everybody's talking about Disney plus, but uh, like, I might just be getting older, but Disney hurts. You know, this Disney hurts right now, and I wish I could go to the doctor. <laughs> no, wait, you know what, Ryan? I know why people don't like you. <laughs> They're jealous? <laughs> That's in, in a room where I've just done what I've been doing, and Ryan did that. I Four out of five dentists are going to choose me. I'm honest, because I hang out with the two of you all the time, that more people don't try to have interventions with me. <laughs> well, speaking of interventions, we're talking about how addicted we are to Disney+. Plus. And also Riverdale later, but first Disney Plus. <laughs> now we're here in the Super Series Shishi Bullpen. This is part of the show where we kick back and have some fun with some saggies. That's what I call segments. Uh, joining us for this segment is Caitlin from the Unnatural 20s. Hey! What's going on, Caitlin? Knowledge! Now, you are joining us for this very special super serious special shishi bullpen did it because uh we are talking about disney plus yes what that's crazy what's disney plus (laughs) you're asking if you haven't been on the internet uh disney uh owns basically all media in the year 2019 so they have created their own streaming service i'm so sorry you you think that it's important to spend time explaining disney plus to people Yes. I am baffled by the audience member who knows what our show is, but does not know what Disney Plus is. You're right. Listen, if you're listening to the show, you know what Disney Plus is. So we watched some stuff on Disney Plus, and we are going to talk about our first week on Disney Plus. Taste buds, what have we been digging into? What's been been our experience on Disney Plus? Yeah, I would love to, like, go around the horn and everybody just have to say what the first thing they watched was. This this much lauded. We've known this is coming out for years. You get on Disney Plus, and what do you watch? I'll go. So just like the first thing, the first the thing. first thing. I was sick. Can there be qualifiers? Sure, sure. <laughs> Qualify up a storm to hide your embarrassment. I had syphilis. I I uh, the first the very first thing I watched was episode one of Darkwing Duck. Hell yeah, and, nice. guys. Uh, hold up. Um, it like it was made for children, and yeah. uh, it's not the best animation, and it was really hard to get through. When I started it, I was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna binge the entire series." Mm-hmm. And when it was done, I was like, "I can't believe I made it all the way through that." What the fuck else? <laughs> all right, noted. Not going to revisit Darkwing Duck. Uh, what what else did people jump right into? Caitlin. Um, I went to Star Wars. I went yep. to The Mandalorian. And then of after course. that, I listened to watched uh, Lady the Tramp, Lady and the Tramp Ooh. live action. The yeah, live. yep. Only got halfway through. Because uh, not good. No. Yeah, it. Uh, I could have uh, guessed that yeah. immediately. Uh, Mike, what was the first thing you went to? The first thing I went to to test it all out was Jerry's Game, the <laughs> Pixar short with the old man playing chess against oh, himself. Oh yeah, and, it's classic. And it is still delightful. Classic. Uh, loved it. You know what is not great is uh, I've watched one episode and then I can't wait to get sick to watch more, even though it's bad. Is Ultimate Spider Man, the cartoon from yeah. the mid 2000s, mm. is pretty bad. Yep. Ooh. I remember that. I mean, like, what it feels like is we have been doing Superhero Hour Hour for a long time. And sort of because of it, we came up with Movie of the Year. 
so we could watch better stuff. And watching stuff like Darkwing Duck and Ultimate Spider-Man is sort of the opposite direction. You know, yeah. like it is, that's like more of the problem. It's, you know? a, it's a reversion. Uh, I, um, because Disney Plus is out and I wanted to join uh, the national conversation, I also got sick and caught up on the entire first season of Succession on HBO Go. <laughs> so I finally watched that, you guys, and you know what? I'm, I'm in. That's fucking bullshit. That's unfair because this is a Disney Plus segment, and now all I want to do is talk about Succession. Well, you can't do that because we are only talking about Succession, but I just wanted to let you guys know that is what I watched. And also, I finally watched an episode of Barry. You know what? Good show. Yeah. Great. Uh, I also, did you guys check out the Imagineers doc? Like the other, I haven't, yeah. I haven't watched it yet, but I will. I I was watching it, and it's great. It's awesome, but I like there was nothing new to me, and yeah. that's shocking. I can't believe like what a Disneyland head idiot I am <laughs> that I already know all this stuff. I don't know if it's because I was I grew up in Orange County or I. Well, I think it's partially that, and also I feel like the both of their responses, which not yet, but I plan to, is everyone's response when they <laughs> saw that. Like, okay, I'll get to that, but you know. Darkwing Duck is here. Yeah. <laughs> like even, Wait, at, in your house? Yeah, I hang out with Darkwing Duck, which I'm not going to tell him the bullshit that you said because that's like our what stays yeah. what, what happens in the studio stays in the studio, but that's a little too dangerous is telling Darkwing Duck the shit people are talking behind his back. Yeah, cuz Darkwing Duck I, I don't know if you know this, but he has the serial killer genes. <laughs> Besides that, I have been... Wait, like Betty Cooper? Uh, the very same. <laughs> uh, besides that, I have... Uh, w- we did a segment a couple weeks ago of like, what did we think we were going to do? And uh, I said that I was going to mainline Simpsons, and yeah. I have been mainlining Simpsons. Oh. How, how have you felt about the change of aspect ratio? I mean, I have seen these episodes that I've been watching so many times that like I want to get up in arms, and but I, yeah. I'm not that person, and like I know what the jokes are, so I'm watching it while I fall asleep. Yeah. Here's my actual See, problem with it is that uh, so I have Netflix turned on to like play one episode and stop and then ask. Yeah. But Disney Plus, I haven't done that yet. So I fell asleep and watched 14 episodes of The Simpsons. <laughs> oh, Jesus. wow. And so then the next night when I go back and go one episode after where I started, each one starts with 10 seconds left of end credits. Uh, and so I fell oh, asleep yeah. to 24 that minutes of awful. end credits. Ooh. They definitely need to let, let's really dig into what Disney Plus is now. Fuck their systems, man. There has to be a previously watched so you don't have to redig for the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. right? And they they need mm, there's so much wrong with the framework of the thing right now. If, Hopefully they fix that. If I stop watching with 30 seconds left, I don't want to go back to those last 30s. Just start yeah. the fucking episode over, Disney Plus. Yeah. Give me the option at least. That that's I'm glad that we're digging into the actual functionality issues of it because yeah. that is a thing that I haven't seen a lot of people bring up, but uh, because I follow a lot of like web developers on Twitter, that's the only thing those people have been talking about. <laughs> and they're all just like Disney Plus, what are you doing? You need to this is so easy to implement. Did you guys also find that thing too when you uh, logged on? Like I love it. It's awesome. I'm glad I have it. Uh, but I like it because it's all of my favorite things, not all things I, I need to see. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all the stuff I've already seen and loved. Yeah. So yes. I'm not really sure why I'm paying money for it. Yeah. That's, uh, the, the biggest criticism I've seen was people were like, I, I really, I, I paid the money. I like to see all the old things. But like, you couldn't have like gotten a high school musical cast reunion together whoa, for this. Whoa, whoa, like, okay. If you're going to touch on high school musical, there is a new TV show called High School Musical, the musical series. Oh. And, yes, I did I'm, watch the first episode already. To answer your next question. <laughs> <laughs> and it is 
it does not I think it will include the original cast later I'm not sure because like I said I've only gone through the first episode you think they got Zachy F's in they mentioned Zac Efron so many times by name Zac Efron and they play clips from the original high school musical movies okay so, playing clips is not I'm like but yeah, I it's not great. you know it's a horrible horrible TV show right but I'm still sucked in because I love High School Musical at the time. I got to say, aside from the show that we're not mentioning yet, we're going to talk about later, this is like the best reviewed thing on Disney+. Plus. Like they're doing a really good job of being old school high school musical and also sort of like (laughs) meta cheesy at the same time. Oh, yeah. It's honestly, I really liked it. Uh, It was really uh, I got judged a shit ton by my roommates, but I didn't care. I love is how- it reality or is it? Um, no, it's not real. They have it played oh. out like it's a reality TV show because they kind of do like zooming in, like breaking the fourth wall every once in a mm. while. It's funny and they do cuss, but they bleep it out, which I was like so surprised because it's Disney Plus. Yeah. And you can, still say, you, you can tell that they're saying cunt, right? Even though it's bleeped out. What's the most surprising thing that you did not expect to be on there if you didn't have the list memorized? Um. Porno. Dan in real life was mine. Just yeah. Because I assume only the three of us uh, fucking like talk about Dan in real life. It's mostly just like, put it on more time. Uh, but I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch the shit out of that movie. Oh, yeah, Dan in real life. Uh, it's now time to talk about that thing that Ryan brought up that we're going to talk about now. The Mandalorian. Yes. Is the thing that everyone's talking about. And specifically, guys, Baby Yoda. Ba- oh, my God. Absolutely Baby Yoda. Absolutely, Baby Yoda. Absolutely, <laughs> Listen, Baby Yoda. If you ask me what kind of guy I am, absolutely, Baby Yoda. Uh, that I haven't watched the actual like, like show The Mandalorian. <laughs> I have only seen the clips of Baby Yoda and all of the clips of Baby Yoda. Okay, there's a lot okay. of Baby Yoda. One, shut up, you poser. Two, that sucks because like I did. I watched it day one and had no idea that was going to be hit, and I fucking. Zippity doo dot around the house when that happened. Right. It freaked me out. It was so adorable and surprising. Let's not quote Song of the South songs. <laughs> well, I'm very mad it's not there, so I'm going to sing it a lot. It is your favorite Disney movie. Um, what do you think, Galen? Um, so it's Western. It's like a Western feel for this, the Mandalorian. Fuck yeah. Like, especially with the music, like the like uh-huh. kind of thing, I, which kind of took me back. I was like, what? is this and uh um, did it bother you that the mandalorian had a flute and played that song the whole time <laughs> he had it underneath his helmet and he like played it <laughs> um i thought it was slower paced than i expected um it's very very slow drawn out but it's only 30 minutes and baby yoda was a great surprise but it was a little bit slower than i was expecting i will say I- as a person shut up my uh, as a person who uh, <laughs> was not it's super into Rogue One uh-huh. and really did not like Solo. Is this the best thing since Empire Strikes Back? That's I, where I'm at. Is. I really? think that it is spectacular. See, I am on the opposite end. I liked Rogue One. I liked like everything else. And I'm like really into the Star Wars universe still. But this is like the bottom of the barrel for me, oh, just because there's that's like insane. yeah, because <laughs> well, okay, well, it surprised me too. I I think that's great because it's uh, I think this shows that it is going for the people who felt left out by those movies. Yeah, and I think it I think it gets that because it does a well, lot of service I, to like the older movies. Right, there, there's those, okay. but I think more than just like visual references because they they pan fry salacious crumb, which is horrifying. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, oh, it's my there, God. there's there's. Weight delicious crumb. There's weight and dirt to this show that there hasn't been in the Star Wars since the original, where everything feels grimy and you can throw an alien versus like the weightless floaty CGI bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and that he balances humor in a way that doesn't feel ham-fisted. Yeah, and... Favreau's fucking amazing. He, I mean, like, guys, I know I throw the term pop filter Hall of Fame around a lot, but, <laughs> I mean, the guy who, like, kick-started the Disney live action and made the only good one and the Marvel Universe and now brought Star Wars back, uh, the first episode, I was... I thought it was good. After the second episode, watching the two of them together, I think it's spectacular. And a lot of it is because... In the first episode, Horatio Sands is a character. Mm-hmm. And that feels very new. Like, uh, is that the I Have Spoken guy? No, that's yes. Nick Nolte. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> it's, the, uh, it's the blue guy. Oh, who's like, yeah. Well, you know, if you want to let me go, that's fine. And that feels very J.J. Abrams' modern Star Wars. Yeah. But the second episode, like, Nick Nolte and uh, the Mandalorian are having a conversation. They're like, well, hopefully you do okay. And he's like, well, yes, you brought peace to my valley and they have this like really sort of childish, cheesy conversation, and this is what Star Wars is to me. It's not like the the quick, uh, you know, like rejoinders and comebacks. It's yeah. this very simple Western samurai story, and yeah. I think it is spectacular. Yeah, it's it's Yo Jimbo with lasers. I'm definitely gonna baby Yoda Jimbo. I'm gonna watch it still, but I'm gonna be watching it alone because I watched it with my roommates, and both of them said it was too slow for them to watch. Even with Baby Yoda. Even with Baby, because I said I'm watching for Baby Yoda because my God, baby he's Yoda. so cute, and like Aww. I feel like it will pick up in a little bit, and once you get more into the Mandalorian and figure out more about him, I feel like. What's funny too is that uh, it harkens back to old school Star Wars, but it's also the most. Disney thing ever because yeah. Baby Yoda is designed uh-huh. like to a Disney character. Yes. Big eyes, big ears, oh, yeah. Huge can't ears. lose. Big, Little bit of hair. Big old Baby Yoda. All right, well, we are running out of time for this segment. Final thoughts on Disney Plus as a whole, Ryan? Uh, I mean, it's cheap now. Yeah. You know, like, I don't, I want to have access to Winter Soldier, but that, like, makes me feel good, but I'm probably not going to watch it again, you know? It's yeah. mostly stuff I won't watch, but... Yeah. I, I need to have it, you know? Like, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just a capitalist asshole. I need it. Uh, Mike, final thoughts on? Well, they've made us think we need it since we were little kids. Yeah. So don't, don't blame you. Blame them. Uh, and I think it's why I'm very glad I have it. Probably won't watch as much as I watch Netflix. But what I love is the holidays are coming up, which means a lot of family time. Mm-hmm. And you know what you need to do when you're around your family? Distract yourself from being around family. Let's all yep. sit around and watch The Winter Soldier together. I mean, there's a category when you're going down and it has, like, genres of from the vault. Yeah. And they're like, ooh, from the vault. <laughs> Which is just a thing that they've spent decades like slowly working into you. Like, sometimes we're not going to have these movies available until we release a streaming service. Coming out of the vault again. Uh, Caitlin, final thoughts on Disney Plus? Um, I'm happy with it. I really like the offerings it has on there. And I'm going to watch all the originals. I'm Hell yeah. curious, but I don't know if I'm going to go back and watch all the old movies. Yeah. Too many times. And, and the, the Cheetah Girls. We haven't even talked about the Cheetah Girls. Cheetah We're going to oh! obviously Cheetah talk about the Cheetah Girls. Uh, Cheetah Girls. Cheetah Girls next week. Uh, now we're moving on from the Super Series Shishi Bullpen and into our main event, talking about this week's episode of Riverdale. This week on Riverdale, the feud between Archie and Dodger comes to a head as Archie continues to get kids' jobs at Pops and turn the boxing gym into a place the Foot Clan would love to call home. Meanwhile, Ronnie is dealing with her parents both being out of jail 
Jughead is chasing down the truth behind the Baxter Boys books. Betty makes Charles take a polygraph, and Cheryl gets pissed when she's sort of rightfully called crazy. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Does Riverdale have a line for two bananas? And if so, which of the current storylines are approaching that? I, I actually think that the line is not enough bananas. I think the issues yeah. are with like where they spend their time in like sort of stupid, boring stuff. Yeah. I, I think currently the, the storyline that I am most upset with is the Cheryl and the possessed doll. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yes, because it's so, A, uh, it seems like the actress who plays Cheryl has just like gone out of the country and will not return to shoot scenes with anyone else in the show. <laughs> it does feel like that, yes. Uh, and But she's not part of the core four, so. Yeah, uh, which they're not that together anymore. But uh, it also, it just seems like uh, we know that Riverdale has flirted with the supernatural before, and we know that they're going to pull it back. So I know that there's a, a mundane reasoning for this so you do know so we can skip our annual question of is there supernatural in Riverdale yes because and and this is the thing that I will carry over from Nancy Drew which I think is the most analogous CW show to this now Nancy Drew straight up was like yeah there are ghosts and some of our characters are being possessed by them like I just give me that broke the fourth wall looked at the camera and was like look basically deal with it yeah uh, but, like, that's what I want from this, is I want it to actually be a ghost, and now I know it's not right. going to be. It's going to be a Scooby-Doo mask rip-off. It's her dumb Uncle Harold the whole time. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, we answered the question, right? Like, uh, there are people who want her house, and so they are clearly doing things with a doll to scare yeah. her. But, well, I, like, it doesn't make sense is that Tony would stay with her through the doll and seeing Jason, like, tied yeah, up dead. I, like, Tony needs to get the fuck out. I think the thing that we're not directly addressing is that, yeah, the doll thing is stupid, but we still have the dead body of her brother that's hanging around. That is the weirder thing. I mean, the way that they explain Tony's character and their relationship, and sort of Cheryl to us, is one shot of Tony every episode of her going, Wow. Okay, and then just like taking baby steps towards that. Continue. Let's let's go. I think we've answered the supernatural thing. My big problem with Cheryl is: do you guys do you have this feeling? And this is like, I hate to ask this, but have we hit Hank McCoy level screenwriting on Cheryl? Where uh-huh. in, stars uh, and garters, stars and garters. Uh, instead, like write a normal line, find a thesaurus, make every word three times the syllables it should be, and that's just Cheryl's character now. I had the most horrible phantasmagoria. Phantasmagoria. <laughs> oh God! Uh, like I, there was a moment in like seasons one and two where we were like, we love Cheryl. Everything she does is crazy, and we and we're very excited for it. But they spread out the phantasmagorias. Yeah, I, but now it's. I, I think the problem is that they they said that they were going to bring the core four back together. They have not done that, and Cheryl is even more removed than even, like the rest of the core four. So like, uh, uh, come on, give me, put them all in a room together. That's what I care about. Mm-hmm. But I like Cheryl's storyline more than I do Archie's. I like, I, <laughs> I don't, and it's it's sort of Veronica's. Veronica is back and forth between her fucking crazy family. Sort of. It's it's primarily Archie in a vacuum, and then every now and then Veronica bankrolls something. Veronica the genie, <laughs> yeah. right? Like she can yeah. just like rub a lamp and produce arcade games, basically. And this is the one like. The Foot Clan, I like. I like the reference because it's Ninja Turtles, and that's what I'm into. Yeah. But like, this is the one. Like, I'm not sure where they're going with. Yeah, it's. It seems like they are trying to make like Archie into uh, what's it, Cuddy from The Wire. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, he's Batman. Like his dad died, and so now he has to go into 
what is essentially crime alley. And what we're learning is that in The Wire, they should have made Cuddy Batman. They should yes, have learned from right. Riverdale and done this. <laughs> and, and they're also doing this whole storyline where, for some reason, Archie, because he put on a mask, has the very specific Batman ability to when someone turns away slightly <laughs> and turns back, he's gone. That Maybe is, he's not good at it, and that's why Dodger knew instantly, because he just like yeah. is sprinting and huffing towards the his gymnasium. <laughs> well, the other thing, too, that Dodger knew, and we should talk about Dodger as one of the all-time greatest villains in the history of TV, uh, he's like, you're that masked person, right? And Archie's like, no, shut up. And Dodger's like, I fucking knew it. Look at how he answered that question. <laughs> you, you guys, this 17-year-old is a fucking piece of shit. Also, Archie reports to FP what's been going on, and FP's like, oh, yeah, okay, I guess we'll ask Sketch, add Sketch Alley to the Nightly Patrol. It's called Sketch Alley. Why is it not yeah, this on is, the Nightly Patrol? It's this is the Sketch moment of the week, Alley, right? FP. Like, FP is thinking for the first time, I guess we'll add Sketch Alley to the patrol. I guess, yeah, we'll we'll chuck it on there. Are we like are we thinking that maybe FP is not the best sheriff? Yeah. Well he's been he's been sending three cars a night to Tranquil Lane. And he's like, well, yeah, all clear again, Chief. Peaceful Creek is still doing good. Yeah. He's like, well, Sketch Alley. We, ah, I guess we'll send one guy a week over to check that out. Uh also a thing that I ha- I noticed, and correct me if I'm wrong. But this week, we had Jughead uh, doing his opening narration, and he says, Meanwhile, I was dealing with a, a real sticky or whatever. Is this the first time Jughead's narration has acknowledged that he is a character in the thing, and like he's, to- he's spoken in the first person? Are you, it are, felt like it. Are you suggesting that we're moving closer to Greg's prediction? I, thi- uh, I, I think we're moving closer to Greg's prediction. Wait, but Jughead's storyline was so fucking batshit insane and out of left field that yeah. I thought it was the assignment of write your new Baxter Boys story. Ooh. I thought Jughead was doing it. And so maybe yeah. this whole fucking series is that. Because uh, a teacher says, sorry, I couldn't help you, and jumps out a window. Yes! Okay. <laughs> what, like, why? Why? <laughs> I know we don't do moments of the week, but we don't. We, nobody ever said that we can't do moments of the year. Yeah. That teacher realizing what his career has become and then just directly, matter-of-factly jumping out of a window and dying, that is the moment of the year. That is, and the other kids don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, they're all like, yeah, our last three professors have done this. This is what happens at Stonehill. This is just a thing that we do. It's fine. Uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, for, I almost entirely forgot about how crazy Jughead's thing is because Betty's storyline, meanwhile, they're really digging into the fact that she took a DNA test and found out she's 100% a serial killer. Like, why? That's not a real thing. And then, do like, you think, do you think in a scene of FBI class that they didn't show that she learned how to use the polygraph? Because that's also one of the most banana things. Is that yeah. She just knows how to read it. But, but she doesn't know that you're supposed to ask a bunch of fucking check questions so right. you know when they're lying. She goes, is this your name? Did you really kill him? Like, mm. Yeah. Well, she knows how to use it because that's how she keeps track of her sister. <laughs> God damn it. You son of a bitch. Uh, but also the the entire reveal that like Charles has been like it is like Chick's lover and they were in on it the whole time. Okay, hold on. We're jumping around so this episode I guess was crazier than I thought. But uh <laughs> Betty goes to see Chick and Chick delivers one of the greatest monologues I've ever heard. Just the most like calm story about two dudes being borderline homeless and uh, sort of murdering, but maybe not. And his delivery, I used to not like Chick, and I used to think he was a bad actor. No longer. His delivery of this story was impeccable. Just simply <laughs> perfect. I, I, I do think that I entirely wrote off Chick and was like, yeah, he doesn't need to be. And then this scene, I was like, 
Oh, yeah. Remember when he would just hang out drinking milk and it was the best that Riverdale has ever been? I think that I really love this actor and I just think that the idea of Chick as a character is stupid. But like, Never trust a milk drinker. I love how one of the things Riverdale does that like is why I can't quit it is because when Chick gets brought back up, the actors all react or the characters react like we do. Like Chick and they're like, oh, son of a bitch. Fuck. Are you serious? We got to oh, go back to that shit. Shit. Yeah, and then they, they, they've now brought back up the whole they killed the shady man, which they are still calling him. Uh, and now that's, like, brought back up. And it's like, uh, between that and uh, Veronica re-blackmailing uh, the governor to, <laughs> like, I feel like they're just like, we can just do the same thing a couple times. Like, we can just resolve stuff and then do it again. All right, how about this? Let's go to this moment. Um, Betty will just not admit that Charles, right? Yes. Her mm-hmm. half-brother is uh, trustworthy. And then he goes and helps FP dig up the body that Betty's mom killed. And she says, you know what? You did that. Now I, now I trust you. Now like I have forgiven you, and I think that you're trustworthy. And that's all Chick wanted. Or uh, that's all Charles, <laughs> excuse me, Uh-oh. Charles wanted. And then runs back to his boyfriend in jail, Chick, and said, oh, they totally fell for it. Um, do we think that Betty actually does trust Charles, or did she say that just to get him to go do something else stupid? I, that, that is a season one or two Riverdale move. I think at this point, Riverdale's like, yeah, she believes it. Because at some point, Charles is going to strap himself to an Acme rocket and launch himself <laughs> off a building. Like, I, what is always happens. <laughs> you know what? Like, honestly, the fourth Acme rocket's going to be awesome. But the second and third, they're not going to live up to that first. Yeah. It's just not going to be great. Uh, all right. Well, Riverdale is oh on. Oh, my God. Hold on. Can we do speed round? Please? Speed round. Speed round. Let's do it. All right. Uh, Hiram's dick is so good. That in the middle I of Hermione saying, no, I don't want to. She's like, I'm going to regret this. Because he just is stripping. He just... It's like, I guess so. Um, Jughead screaming, frosty pajamas, Betty. It's got to be frosty pajamas. Uh, Hiram and Hermione's comeback scene of like actual getting back to fuck was actually super hot and gave me a little bit of a bobo. Um, <laughs> there's uh, a Dr. Saperstein mentioned. Isn't that the name of uh, Jean Raffio's Yes, it is. Dad? It absolutely is. Um, Reggie coming at the end of the episode and saying, uh, hey, Archie, there's a guy named Dodger outside. You don't know who Dodger is after all <laughs> Reggie that. Reggie hasn't been paying attention to anything. Uh, Reggie has not been watching the show. Polly's baby's in danger because it swallowed a ping pong ball. Like, what oh, are we man. doing there? Wow. Um, Jughead figures out the mystery because of the author's syntax and tone. Jughead is just the greatest uh, high school English student of all time. And then Rum. Uh, he's moving to rum. He's, he's pivoting to rum, everybody. In case you thought he was like sort of like an urban, but like also a pirate. Yes, he is. He loves the rum. Listen, guys, he owns half the town. He has a for-profit prison, but now he's pivoting to rum. That's what he needs. It's hard because all this shit happened, and it's crazy, but it's also so clearly we should have less episodes. The thing that we always talk about with yeah. Riverdale, you know? Oh, uh, Riverdale, I can't quit you. It's on Wednesday nights on The CW. Now we're moving on to every other show that we watched this week. Now we're here in the pool list, the part of the show where we talk about every other show that we watched this week. Kicking it off is episode four of Watchmen. This week on Watchmen, we meet Lady True, who buys the farmland of an Oklahoma couple just moments before something from space crashes onto their property. 
So elsewhere in town, Angela's car falls out of the sky, leading Lori to find Will's fingerprints and Angela taking his pills to Looking Glass. Meanwhile, Ozzy's collecting lake babies to grow new clones of Phillips and Crookshanks after mutilating the existing ones. Taste buds, I ask you this. Between Angela, Lori, and True, who is going to win this ultimate battle of wills? I think, uh, ideally, Angela, because she's the coolest. Uh, I thought we were sort of building into, here are our Avengers. Like, yeah, is maybe. It, aren't these our three heroes? You don't think they have different... Uh, maybe I could see Lori and Angela teaming up for the same thing, but True seems yeah. to have her own shit going on. Yeah, and and I kind of don't want True to be one of the Avengers. Is it because she's a woman? No, I think it's because, A, she's a trillionaire, which uh, no one should be a billionaire. Uh, you definitely should not be a trillionaire. Uh, and also, the fact that she shows up and is like, I'm, I'm going to, like basically bully you into giving me this thing by unethically taking your biological cells from this fertilization clinic and making a baby without your permission that I'm going to, like, blackmail you with. I mean, I mean she is arguably, I would guess, Ozymandias is the villain of Watchmen, the comic. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if it's arguable, but let's say yeah. arguably. She's the Ozymandias of yes. this TV She literally show. bought his company. And built a statue of him that she stares at in her bedroom. But it's not just that. It's the calmness. It's the. It's not that. There's no like. <laughs> it's the uh, very matter of fact. Like I'm gonna sit down. And I'm gonna be calm and patient, and I'm gonna tell you how it is. That's the villainy. You know, like yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Gene Smart or uh, Lori and Angela are humans who do awesome things and fucked up things, and they're sort of real. Whereas Ms. True, yeah, is not. Like she is. There's something else going on there. Yeah, and. It's sort of like um, what, uh, not great Bob, the politician. It's the same yes. sort of thing of like he's too calm and uh, yeah. smiley that like and, there's no way. And like Joe Keen is absolutely like some sort of shady bullshit. Like he is the son of the guy who like outlawed vigilantes the first time. Like there, there's something deep running in there. But yeah, Lady True is the fact that she is working with Will and doing. She's got her own entire world of like weird shit that she is like, like machinating, uh, and I don't like it, and I don't like her. And it all sort of comes to a head for them, for her and Louis Gossett Jr. at the end of the episode, um, in a way that like if if you're if you've never read the comic and you're just watching the show and you're like this is this is stupid, I'm confused because I didn't read the comic and this show's bullshit. If you read the comic, it's still confusing. I promise. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's hard to know what's going on. When, in a cool uh, way. Oh yeah, no, it's awesome. Yeah. Don't like, don't freak out and think that you should have other information. About a week before the first episode dropped, critics only talked about the opening of episode four, and this I think is the most Lindelof leftovers moment of the show so far. Of we have this like sort of music video of this farm couple, yeah, uh, trying to live life on a farm set to Islands in the Sun, and then Ms. True comes in, and basically we have like a one act morality play. Yeah. What like what did you guys think of just like the first 10 minutes of this episode? Riveting. I, yeah. I loved it. It was great. Uh, like every every moment of it from the like just fun like a we're getting like a a little slice into like what are other people living in Oklahoma doing and then just the smash like tonal change into this is like probably the villain of the show doing like extremely villainous stuff but like in a way that like like the Tarantino 
like uh, suddenly everything is extremely tense and we're like talking to the Nazi who's going to uncover us at this table. Like it's not just like everything's tense, but everything is forgotten. Like yeah. it's only about this one conversation ever only forever. Yeah, Because she puts a time limit on it and she's like, this is the, this is what we're talking about. This is it. Like ignore everything else. I thought that was a great character introduction. Uh, it like gives us so much insight into like everything else that like this lady is doing. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was great. I also think in, in in this very like nebulous, opaque show and this weird scene, it gave us, I think, tipped its hand in a good way what the show is. One of the things the show is talking about, because one of the things she, to convince the farm couple, she says, when you die, your legacy dies with you. I think this show is all about that legacy. Yeah. For Angela, she's going back to her, where she came from. And for Will, it's he's fine. He's manipulating his vigilante granddaughter. Uh, yeah. Ozymandias is wrestling with the prison he's at like it's all about that shit yeah yeah i mean for uh lady true she's like uh she's convincing people that legacy is the only thing that matters and for angela she's trying to convince herself that it matters not mm-hmm. you know yeah. it, it only what my decisions from here on out is what matters but also like she is also leaning into that because her partner died and she like took his kids and was like right. these like these are my partner like this like this is what like is left of him in this world. Oh, I mean, Angela's fighting herself more than anybody else. Like she's trying to think one thing, but really thinking the other thing, you know? And also I, I feel like that opening scene is a little peek into, I'm pretty sure lady true, like knows the future because that's why like she needed this land immediately. Mm -hmm. I feel like she knew that that thing was about to crash. And like, uh, this is why you have 30 seconds to decide sign over this thing now so that when this thing lands, it is officially mine. Yeah, that was probably not a coincidence. And yeah. this is not a world where knowing the past, present, and future all at the same time is weird. Yeah. We already have a character who's very capable of that. And she's literally building a giant-ass clock that is, like, obviously, in a, in a show that is so obsessed with clocks and watches, this is the biggest possible clock you could make. <laughs> I, I did not think about it until right now, though. She is also from Vietnam. Yes. The thing that Dr. Manhattan stomped all over mm. not 40 years before this. Yeah. And also the same place that Angela is from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, there's a whole lot of shit going on uh, in the Watchmen universe. But I would be remiss if we did not talk about Adrian Fight and these Hideo Kojima ass little babies that are coming out of this lake. What the fuck is happening? What's Hideo Kojima? Uh, the guy who directed all of the uh, Metal Gear Solid games and who now has the Death Stranding Death video. Stranded, with, right. With, with Norman, babies, right? With Norman Reedus and the Pickle Baby. Uh, <laughs> That's my favorite Scott band. Yeah. Like, what, what do you guys think is going on in this world that there's a lake full of babies? So, it, we, we had assumed, I guess, that Veet was the one cloning these people. Yes. And this is more like, and we're like, oh, maybe he, like, imprisoned himself in this all game. I think he is in a prison. This is not, he is not in control here. He yeah. just has to go pick pickled babies whenever he needs new servants. Uh, it was fucking horrifying. <laughs> I, I now think that it is either the two people who are, in my mind, either imprisoning him are Dr. Manhattan, because he was building that castle that looks exactly like his castle, or uh, Lady True somehow has imprisoned him and used that as the way to buy his company. But, I mean, like, aside from that, too, the show is bookended by somebody saying, with the usage of clones, because that baby was a clone, yeah. um, it's not that like I'm more powerful and that I have to negotiate with you. I'm more powerful. You have no choice. You're going to do what I say. And then at the end, it was 
here's my two new clones. Here's my two new pickled babies that I whipped into a fucking fervor of adulthood yeah. and then brought them home and gave them the speech. And then they walk into a room of uh, uh, 40 murdered <laughs> yeah. clones. And also, like, that's power. It's not just like, oh, I negotiated these people into killing themselves. I just killed them. I have the power. Yeah, like, murder is nothing to me. Uh, Are we building up, like, because he's getting out, right? He built a catapult, and he's going to launch himself out of there. He's getting out. Are we building towards Vate versus... Everybody. True, and then Angela and Lori are in the middle? What are we doing here, guys? I I don't know. Who's and the lube, the we are the lube, the silver lube, guys. We don't have time to talk about everything that I want to talk about, but about the silver lube. But guys, there's a dude dressed all in silver, and he just lubes himself up and slips into the sewers. Oh, uh, not born with the natural ability to lube. <laughs> no, has bottles. He has <laughs> bottles. He he runs around like a fucking Sonic drive-in waitress on <laughs> roller skates, and she's like, Ah, I got the uh, ketchup and mustard for you. Uh, moments of the week, uh, Ryan. My moment of the week is uh, something that like it really caught me off guard in a episode with Lube Man. My moment of the week was uh, uh, Angela Regina King's husband was asked by the kids, um, "Oh, they're like people are dead. What happens when they're dead?" And he's like, "Oh, um, nothing. They yeah. were nothing, and they are nothing." And I have I have never seen an adult in a TV show talk to another adult like that, much less kids. Yeah, this it was weird and. Uh, Angela was like sort of upset but sort of not just like uh, you should tell them about God and lie to them but also cool job bro yeah. it, it, I, I loved it yeah that, that was a very good scene Mike moment of the week uh, out of the Lady True opening at a certain point she says you have 10 seconds before I destroy the baby and they'd like mouth the game she's like guys just joking I'll find him a loving home and that was the most it sounded like she was lying the whole time <laughs> oh yeah she's absolutely gonna destroy that like that baby that is just a product to her she's a great actress but I think it's so much the voice like she has this like she has this voice that is so perfect for calmness and villainy at the same yes. time uh, my moment of the week is uh, those those fucking pickle babies why the fuck why the fuck do they exist and look like that <laughs> why don't they play horns in a ska band yeah uh, Watchmen is on HBO on Sunday nights. Fucking watch the show. Your next show is Raising Dion. Cool. Now let's talk about Raising Dion. On the sixth episode of Raising Dion, Nicole gets reacquainted with an old passion. Meanwhile, Charlotte offers to take Dion under her wing. Charlotte is played by Deirdre Lovejoy, who played Rhonda Perlman on The Wire. Deirdre Lovejoy has a passing resemblance to Maitland Ward, who played Rachel McGuire on Boy Meets World. Since Boy Meets World, Maitland Ward has gone on to star in hardcore pornography. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Did you know that? I, you know what? I did not know that. Is that the Ra- mom from Boy Meets World? No, this is one of the... It's like She was in like uh, half the episodes. Rachel uh, McGuire. Yeah. Um, yeah, porno. Wow. Yeah. I, you know what? I truly did not know that. What, what do you know? Every time she orgasms, she's like, wow, Boy Meets World. Who else okay. from TJF do you think ended up in porn? Well, uh, the the one of the daughters from Family Matters, Judy. Yes, we are. Judy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Raising Dion <laughs> is on Netflix all the time. We're watching it week by week. Your next show this week is Daybreak. This week on Daybreak, Josh vows to avenge Sam's death after Angelica convinces him Baron Triumph killed her. Remember, Sam actually is not dead at all. Triumph captures them, and we learn that he's a hyper intelligent ghoulie, and also happens to be the old principal, which I predicted episode one. Taste buds. I ask you this: What actor would you want to eat you? Ooh, mm. Malin Ward, I think, <laughs> from Boy Meets World. Topical, I like it. Uh, I think mine would probably be uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, because I feel like he would sure. give it the gravitas that it deserves. Right. 
Uh, the problem is that, like, in between eating bites of you, he would go into a corner and act like he's still that person eating bites of you. Yeah, and, and that's I'm not jazzed about that. But you, you get what you get. You get what you give. Uh, the Daybreak is on Netflix all the time. We're watching it as well, week by week. Your next show this week is The Walking Dead. This week on The Walking Dead, Carol and Daryl set out to destroy Alpha's Walker horde. Alexandria's water gets poisoned with Walker blood. Eugene meets a secret friend over the radio, and Negan completes some tests to become accepted into the Whisperers. Taste buds, I ask you this: Did you always know Negan was just going to join the Whisperers? No, that, I don't no. think that's how it works in the comics. I don't think so either. And he has a very loud voice, so I feel like he does not fit into their main criteria. Right. Do you guys know people like that who try to whisper but are almost louder than a normal person talking? Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. I have been on a date with one of those people. And let me tell you, it did not end well. She, she, she brutally insulted our Uber driver. Especially if you go to the movies and they're like, what happened? Who's that person? What's happening? Why is there so many black people in this movie? Do I don't they know. Do think you watched the movie before you took them to the movie and so you have all the yes. answers? We're all Those... this together, man. Well, no. What happens is they're texting and then after the text, they're like, oh, fill me in on what I missed. What, what, did, I, uh, what, you, you missed, what did I miss? You missed a human connection is what you missed. Uh, the Walking Dead. <laughs> speaking of, The Walking Dead is on Sunday nights on AMC. Your I can't next believe show. Taylor used his father's final words <laughs> on the show. Your, your next show this week is the end of the fucking world. In episode two, of the end of the fucking world. Alyssa's focused on reshaping her life. You know, making amends with her mom, getting a job, marrying the first guy who shows any sort of interest. While James is adrift post arrest and his dad dying. Taste buds ask you this: Can a show with its tongue so firmly in cheek build a sense of dread? And do you think it did so in Alyssa's side of the story? Um, yes, because, I don't know, Mike, where, like, you sort of hinted at it in the paragraph or the intro, but, like, do you think that Alyssa is in love with this? So Alyssa, like, is the awesome, you know, lead, and then she falls in love with this fucking blonde Doofer. dud. Is she trying? Is she... I don't think she's trying. I think she, realizing, like... She sees the world differently from everybody, and try, you can't burn down the system or kill people. So, what if you can just manipulate the people around you to be sort of content, including herself? Yeah, I, I mean, like, uh, but uh, even Alyssa at her young age has to know that, like, this is only temporary. At some point, she's going to realize what a do for the doofer is. I think she realized right away. But like, but that was what it was appealing about him. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm worried about in my marriage is that. <laughs> Am I the James or am I the doofer? <laughs> I don't know, well, I, <laughs> I don't know how to tell you that. When's the last time you drove your car into a hill trying to escape from somebody you're stalking lovingly? This morning. All right, you're a James. That's a James. That's absolutely a James, buddy. All right, we're still apart mostly from Alyssa and James being back together. Like, we just got it right at the end. Um, Mike, you know how much I hate twitchy actors? You know how much I hate most of Ryan Gosling's mid or, like, growing up career? James is twitchy as fuck, and yet I sort of think he's brilliant. Am I being weird? No, I think because his character, it makes sense that he's twitchy. Like, it, it lines up. There's not like, I'm twitchy because I have nothing to do. He's twitchy because he's a nervous mouse of a person. And he's so fragile, and I'm so nervous about him at all times. I think he might be great. Do, yeah, you, think this, do you think this guy could actually go on to like star in movies, or do you think his head is just too weird? <laughs> I, I, hopefully in a few years we'll all get over our headisms and uh, allow big heads to star in real movies man big heads are coming for you I just want to say that right off the top 
Do you guys have moments of the week? Well, first of all, moment of our lives is luckily me and Mike don't have big heads, so we're totally fine. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah. normal head. size heads, yes, Taylor? Sure, absolutely. 100%. Nothing weird about any of your heads. My moment of the week is uh, James drives up and sees Alyssa hug Doofer. And it was it's it's different than like you turn on the news and it's the news channel or the news story that you need to hear right then. Like that's bad writing. But this is sort of how life works. You always drive up and see the worst, mm-hmm. most uh, heartbreaking thing right when you drive up. Yep, absolutely. Right, Mike. Right. Oh, fuck you. Uh, it's James's failed attempt. Like he's trying to drive away because Alyssa's sick of being stalked and is just like, if I'm gonna die, at least I'm gonna die confronting this person. And he just does it in the Jamesiest way of running his car right into a tree. Oh, like, and that moment of the week. Moment of the week was uh, Alyssa's mom comes to see James in the hospital, and James offers her a pudding and, or a yogurt. And then uh, she says, you have to break up with Alyssa. And then he slowly pulls the yogurt back from her. <laughs> like, I'll show you. That's uh, all. I only have the two, Taylor. Okay, great. Thanks for that. Uh, the End of the Fucking World is on Netflix uh, all the time. Season two's out there. Watch it. It's good. And also season one, if you want to watch that. It's, it's a show. Your next show this week is Titans. This week on Titans, Dick helps undocumented immigrants Rafi and Luis escape prison before they can be deported. Rachel joins a group of runaways led by Danny after she uses her powers to save Danny from her abusive father, unaware that she has also caused his death. Connor is found at Titan's Tower by Mercy, who convinces him to return to Cadmus by assuring him they can fix his personality shifts. Mercy takes an interest in Gar when he is brought to Cadmus with Connor and Crypto. Searching for Rachel, Donna uncovers the aftermath of Cadmus's assault on the tower. Taste buds, I ask you this. Cadmus, what does that mean? I've never known. It's it's that Easter egg that's like chocolate with the the, the yogi sugar stuff inside. That makes sense. It's that warm goo inside of it that's real tasty. Oh, I love a, I love a warm goo. Uh, yeah, I on love a winter a warm morning. Because uh, there's not a, a lot of crossover between the CW DC shows and the DC Universe DC shows. I think Cadmus is really the only real thing that is like crossover between both of them. Is it Shieldy? Is it no? It's evil. Like everybody yeah. knows aim. It's it's closer to AIM, even though sometimes like like Cyborg's dad worked for Cadmus. Superman yeah. has buddies who work for Cadmus sometimes, but like it really wait. Is, what does Diggle's wife work for? That is uh, not Cadmus. Cadmus. That's Shield Argus. A different Argus. Us. Argus. It, yeah, it, it's all Roman fucking name bullshit. Yep. Uh, well, Roman fucking name bullshit is on DC Universe on Friday nights. Your next show this week is Supergirl. On this week's episode of Supergirl, a new villain is under arrest at the DEO. And Kara uses him to try and figure out who is responsible for the recent attacks. Meanwhile, Andrea and Lena think back on their tumultuous past. Taste buds, I ask you this. What is the official drink of thinking about your tumultuous past with a friend of yours? Zima. You always, you get two Zimas. Yeah. Not a six pack. You go buy two single Zimas. Go buy two single Zimas. And obviously, all of your tumultuous past is as a result of those Zimas. So it brings it right back up. It doesn't have to be liquor. And of course, Zima is the ultimate in liquor. It's the best thing that liquor has to of offer. Course. But like, it could be like a nice tea flavor or yeah, coffee and flavor. Earl Grey. Uh huh. Could it? A Rubio's? It, yeah, it could be. Mine's Zima. <laughs> I'm not saying yours is bad. I'm just saying yours is stupid and not what I would have paid. How about like a cup of salsa? Just you a, want me to uh, just a warm cup of salsa? You well, cold salsa for I'm not, dipping. I'm not engaging. Hot you. salsa is for sipping with a friend, yeah. looking out the window, thinking about your tumultuous past. Give me some hot gazpacho, just right in a teacup. <laughs> gazpacho is served cold, so you can heat it up, pour it in a cup, and sip it while you're thinking about your past. 
I uh, disagree very strongly. Uh, folks, <laughs> Supergirl is on the CW on Tuesday nights. Your next show this week is Batwoman. On this week's episode of Batwoman, introduces us to the Executioner, a former prison executioner who becomes a villain called the Executioner and starts executing the law because they made him execute minorities who were probably innocent. Most of the episode, however, focuses on Jake Kane and his relationship with his daughters. As one, Kate eventually gets closer to him. His other one, the bad guy, hates him even more. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Six episodes in, has Batwoman stabilized? Um, good question. I think it's closer. It's probably the least far back than any of these CW. I think Black Lightning was a little further ahead than Batwoman yeah. is now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's closer. I think it's doing actually a pretty good job of juggling its storylines. Uh, I think that there really only is one problem. I watched this in preparation for next week. Just like yeah. I had the free time and we're going to cover Batwoman next week and I wanted to be ready. Um, guys, I, like, I, I, I really can confirm that we have a goddamn Ruby Rose problem. Yeah. Like, it, it really She's is the worst. She's just a dud. There- <laughs> <laughs> She's just a goddamn dud. She's just a turd a- running around out there. <laughs> um, I think that I... Like, there's a lot going on in this episode, but I do think that they do a good job of not being too, uh, we're going to fight society, and, too, and not too, like, we're going to be cutesy. It's, mm-hmm. it's right in that middle ground of boring, and I'll, yeah. I'll take boring at this point. Uh, it's just that every time it cuts to her, mask on or mask off, it's just like, it sort of all gets flushed down the toilet. Do you wish that every time they cut to her um, mask off, it would play the future song, Mask Off? Of course I yeah, do. For sure. With the little flutes? Wait, that song has not been written yet? It, it has been written. How? I'm just How do we already know about it? Ah, fuck you. I just... <laughs> you, you know uh, what? You, you walked right into that trap, you dummy. Like I, it's a big bowl of gazpacho. You step your foot right in it on the ground. <laughs> I'm, I'm not engaging on the gazpacho issue. The gazpacho issue is moot. It's not going to be allowed to be brought up anymore. Here's, and Taylor, you're going to hit this in your outro, but the big question is for next week is Jake Kane. I know it's called Batwoman and it should be about Batwoman, but is Jake Kane going to be like a permanent fixer of this show or does he need to get got? They have to figure out, like, are they going to sort of figure out the relationships or will the rest of the show be propelled by his life or death? Well, we'll find out. Moments of the week? My moment of the week was a weird one. Um, on a news story, which do you guys know who reads the, no- the news on Batwoman? Newscasters. Rachel Maddow is responsible oh, right. for all the news on I Batwoman. I remember seeing that. And so while in a montage when they're going through all the stuff, uh, they mentioned that uh, J- Jack Napier has been killed. And that's the Joker. And we all know that uh, the Joker's name is Arthur Fleck. Of yes, course. But uh, Jack Napier is specifically Tim Burton's. Batman, and huh. so that's the world that they're in, I guess. Oh, shout out. R.I.P. Shout out, shout out. <laughs> yeah, R.I.P. Uh, your next and final show this week is Black Lightning. On this week's episode of Black Lightning, Jefferson struggles with how his family is handling things, leading to a decision that has tragic consequences, none of which I will tell you about. Meanwhile, Anissa's identity is threatened, and Odell takes an important step toward winning over Jennifer. Taste buds, I ask you this. This episode of Black Lightning was directed by none other than the great Robert Townsend, who directed what other superhero film? No idea. That would be, of course, the Captain America movie from the 90s where he wore a motorcycle helmet. He is black. 
Does that help you out? How many black superhero movies have there been? In Meteor the Man. early 90s? It was the Meteor Man! <laughs> what? Mike gets two points and is now the best friend. What the fuck is Meteor Man? And the- also, do not give out points. You are not in control. No, yet. he has two points. There's, no. You cannot pull back points once oh, they are given. Okay, cool. So he's going to be my best friend for the week. No, no. He you will get- be my best friend. You will get no best friend. Good. You I haven't don't even like heard you. of the Meteor I Man. I don't like either of you. You keep talking about gazpacho to me. <laughs> Robert oh, Taylor, Taylor t- what's your favorite gazpacho recipe? I am going to fucking explode. Into the Meteor Man? Trainer of gazpacho? I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> the Meteor Man was a bad Robert Townsend movie, uh, but he also made Hollywood Shuffle and the Five Heartbeats, so... What does that mean? What does that watch mean? Watch a fucking movie, idiot. Open up is, a movie book a, and watch a movie Was he in the also book? on the Colgate Comedy Hour? What the fuck does oh, this mean? Man. Oh, racist? An old joke. An old racist joke. <laughs> that's it. What do you want me to say? Moment of the week? It was the time where Taylor's a racist. I, I don't know how it's racist. Cop, the show's over. That's it. That's the show. We did it. Go to yourpopfilter.com to find all of these podcasts or yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon to help us out. You can go to patreon.com slash yourpopfilter if you want to help us out in a more direct way. Also, you can hit us up on social media, twitter.com at yourpopfilter and Instagram at yourpopfilter. Contact us by contact at yourpopfilter.com as an email address. Make sure that you go to yourpopfilter.com slash gazpacho for all of your gazpacho am, recipe I will, needs. I will fucking murder your family. I swear. Ah, oh, God. Uh, if you want to... God. Get, God. Next God week, spacho. we're, we're going to be finding out if Jake Kane is going to be Jake gone. Also, we're going to find out... But does Betty... <laughs> Fuck you. Fine. I'm trying my best here. Yeah, fine. You know what? Fine. That's it. Tune in next week and find out what we're talking about. Maybe I will have killed all, all of the guests on the show. Who knows? For only me. Only myself. I'm the only one that I care about. This has been the Your Pop Filter. Bye.